Good morning. Welcome to week number 16. And listen. Oh my god, there's so many things you can listen to us all the time. It'd be crazy. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Um, two games in the bag already. We got a full crew. Uh, Big Jim is on assignment. Um, probably in Pittsburgh. I'm sorry, he's probably in New Orleans sabotaging things as we speak. Um, I'm Brian. I got Delonte, Kevin, and Junie with me. What's going on, fellas? What up, what up? What's, What's going on? What's happening now? Hey, week number 16 in the NFL, fellas. We got two in the books before we get down to our um, analysis like we normally do of uh, the 1 o'clock and the 4 o'clock games. I want to go over the the two games yesterday, and they were very interesting. Um, each had their own kind of flavor to it. And um, let's 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 start with the first game of the day: the Redskins um, in Tennessee to take on the Titans. Um, Titans come out victorious, twenty-five to sixteen. But the Redskins' offense—I'm gonna say I'm I'm going to be specific. The Redskins' offense put up a good fight. Um, Josh Johnson looked good. Um, he definitely had some poise, some fight in Adrian Peterson. Even though it didn't happen, I thought that um, that 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 big breakaway run was coming. It never came really though. That that home run, I thought it was coming because of the holes and stuff we was following. But this Redskins defense is laughable. They're laughable, gentlemen. What did y'all think about that game yesterday between the Skins and the Titans? I yeah, just I got to piggyback off of what you said. I thought that the defense was just. It was embarrassing, man. It was embarrassing. You let Blaine Gabbert like return from obscurity to like do what he did. Like, ah, uh, man, it's just like I, one more week, you know, one more game for them, and then uh, let the off season begin. But they got to make some adjustments. Then, uh, but props to the offense. Props to uh, AP as well for getting over a thousand yards. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I have to say. That offense looked superb. They looked really good, man. And the offense looked like they really, really wanted to win. But that defense, ha ha, says Clinton Dix. <laughs> <laughs> defense was funny. No. Well, you already know how I'm feeling, where I'm going to go. Uh, Josh Johnson played a pretty decent game. I mean, I don't hold that uh, last interception against him because he had a man wide open and sitting in the zone. And Dotson never turned around, never even tried for the ball. And uh, from what I hear, Dotson ran the wrong route. So uh, AP, 26 carries, 119. And, you know, that's the formula for success. He touched the ball over 20 times, got 100 yards. 4.6 a carry. Oh, man. Josh Johnson didn't try to do too much with his legs. Um, Jamison Crowder, five catches, 78 yards. I mean, that offense, Jeremy Sprinkle, two catches, 22 yards. And I, I'm going to say this, they're about to move on from Jordan Reed because Jeremy Sprinkle, Sprinkle is getting a lot more playing time. I'm sorry. who Somebody already said this. I'm trying to figure out what podcast this was on. Somebody said something about move. Oh, I know, I know. Which what you got it? Yeah, I got it. It was right here on the sideline jump. (laughs) I think it was. I think I somebody was saying that it's time to move away, even though he's a great talent, he's injury prone. If you can't get production out of somebody, you have to move on to somebody that can be productive. And it looks like that's gonna be Jeremy Sprinkle. Yeah. Who is Jordan Reed? Man, um, I think you have to look it up in the uh, Doctor's Webster Dictionary of Injuries. And it should be a picture of Hey, what do y'all think about Vernon Davis? Keep Vernon uh, Davis or let him go? Keep um, him. I, think, I think you should keep him for the, the the fact that he's a veteran. He can still, you know, help out. He probably got a year or a season or two left in him. 
But the Jordan Reed experiment, the um, the uh, Samaj P. Ron experiment, the uh, Fat Rob experiment, and I'm borderline on Dachshund. Those experiments, it's time to end, it's time to turn the beakers off in the science classroom and pour that stuff out. It's over. Yeah, I agree with you with the uh, P. Ron and Fat Rob because. Uh, Adrian Peterson says he wants to play another four years, and he wants to do that four years here. And you still got big Darius guys waiting in the wings. Exactly. And then, you know, that's going to take a lot off of Darius guys comes back. That takes a lot off of uh, Chris Thompson. Absolutely. Hey, hey, fellas. Hey, fellas, whatever happened to Richardson, man? He got hurt. Um, I mean, he wasn't, being, wasn't really productive at all too much. For the money that he, you know, they they signed him for waste but, of a signing. That's yeah, what he is. Absolutely. And, and, and the, oh, okay. And the thing is, to just let the boy from the practice squad go to New Orleans, it's it's at a. Sometimes you have to bring your own people up, and stop spending money on names. And the Redskins have been doing this since they moved, or since Dan Snyder took over the team. They're paying for names. Go ahead. Go not ahead. not to cut you off, but it's not just the Redskins. I want to say that's half of the Washington. They let their Wizards get away, and most of the Wizards they get away, they come back with championships. And you, but I'm, you can go ahead. And I'm gonna make a comparison to that. It's two things for sure in Washington sports, and I and and it's an eerie feeling. It's you know something, it, it, and it, it, you hate to feel like that when you're watching a Redskins game. It's like okay, they got the lead. What's gonna go wrong? And you hate to feel like that, but. You know it's coming. You you're waiting for the dynamite to drop. The other thing is, I've never seen a sharpshooter that makes me feel uneasy in my life. And I know we're bouncing back and forth, but Bradley Bill's probably the only person in the league that's a sharpshooter. And when he shoots a three for me, it's just like it, he doesn't give you that automatic feeling like that's good. You gotta <laughs> wait to you gotta wait to hit the bottom of the net for like oh okay he made that one. Oh okay he made that one. He but he's a sharpshooter, but. We'll go back to the NFL. Um, I thought the defense was laughable yesterday. Um, they should be ashamed of themselves. And once again, you got DJ Swearinger, which he's a great player. But at, at some point, you have to take responsibility for your actions on the field. I know he was uh, kind of pissed off about the, the play that he said they shouldn't have been in man coverage. How about y'all play – how about not get beat? How about, how about that? How about not getting beat in man cup? You you know it. You know you're playing man. You know how you're supposed to play man, and and, and your the position you're supposed to be in. How about you play it and be like, you know what? That was on. That was on. Uh, Fabian Moreau. That was on. Exactly. Him. He, you know he 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 was in the wrong position. You know what I'm saying. But the thing is, when Blaine Gabbert comes in, I'm like, oh, the, the skins got this. This backup quarterback. They've been putting heat on Mariota all day, and Blaine Gabbert comes in like, like he damn uh, Joe Montana. So, so at, at at some point, and I don't think I think they are a player or two on defense that need out cornerback. I think maybe a um, a more athletic linebacker. But I think for the most part, they got some parts here. I think the scheme needs to change. Um, but KG, Delonte, Junior, that was a bad showing yesterday. I mean, the offense at time looks like – look, they look like they, they took drive. Josh Johnson took a 99-yard jump down the field. They marched. Like, this is what we're going to do on you. We're coming. And they took it all the way down the field. They they had they had drives where they had the ball for six or seven minutes. Mm-hmm. How do you lose this game? Now that uh that touchdown drive you talking about seventeen plays. It started at the Washington seven. They went hundred and eight yards and they took ten minutes and fifty eight seconds total time. And I'm like, but that after that drive, I'm like, this is this is theirs. They Josh Johnson looked like he had been all week studying. Like I, this is my opportunity. I'm going to take it out. I love what he put on the, the field yesterday. But for me, unfortunately, fellas, I feel like he'd probably be back in the, on the scrap heap next year. I don't think a team's going to give him a chance. Uh, I, I agree with that. So, um, The other game. And I think 
I want to say the junkies took an L across the board. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, we did. <laughs> okay. The Ravens. Oh, my goodness. That defense is going to be a problem. And it's coming on at the right time, fellas. Playoff time. 22 to 10. They held the high flying Chargers in LA. In LA, not in Baltimore. In LA, they held the high flying Chargers to 10 points. And hey. one more. One more, t- one more tidbit before we leave the Redskins game. They had eight penalties that game. Almost, I think they had three or four in a row. So I just wanted to I, – I, I wrote a note down and I forgot to say it. But go ahead, Junior Fire. I just want to say? say Lamar Jackson brought life to that team and to that defense. And I want all the people absolutely. across the world to hear that. And absolutely. And I think, I think it's the same case with the Redskins, Junie. I think that – that offense, that offensive line, when, when you got somebody behind center that you don't believe in, Mark Sanchez, you're not going to play for him. When you got somebody, did y'all see, if you paid attention to the body language in the Redskins game, did you see it, the offensive line coming, slapping them on the helmet, hitting them on the shoulder every time he made a play? That's that's that momentum. Wow, Mark you're right. Jackson's doing it. Uh-huh. That's that, they, they, they start believing in him. They're like, look, we can win with this guy. We can win. So and, and and Lamar Jackson and the Ravens feel the same with the defense feel like they all we gotta do is do our part. We we believe in Lamar. And and that's how you do it. When you got somebody behind center, uh Blake Bortles, Mark Sanchez, um, gosh, name me somebody else. Cody uh, Kessler. Cody Kessler. Tyrod Jay Taylor. Cutler, Tyrod Tayrod. Or whatever he wants. Tarot. Nathan Peterman. <laughs> Nathan J. Peterman. Yes. <laughs> well, when well, you got guys like this behind your line, nobody wants to, you. You know you don't have a chance to win. These two guys right here, they played their asses off yesterday. Um, you know something? I I, I, I want to say this, and Junie, you right. Uh, if Lamar Jackson didn't put the world on notice yesterday, I, I don't know what else he did, but. I want to tell somebody a special something. Eat your words. I told you. Exactly. Coming, exactly. coming out of Clemson, I said, I'm sorry, I'm thinking of Deshaun Watson because I said the same thing about Deshaun Watson being NFL ready and he was going to be, he was going to set this league on fire coming out of Clemson. Coming out of uh, Louisville, we talked about Lamar Jackson all summer. Say whoever gets him are getting a pro-ready quarterback that's not only going to be able to kill you in a pocket, he's going to kill you with his legs. What has Lamar Jackson done since he's taken over as the starter? Five, five and one. You're right. Come on. Come on. Eat five your words. He, this is why he won the Heisman three years ago. It was two years ago. But it, it's why he won the Heisman. Look at his stats. The boy can pass, but his passing opens up the running, but his running opens up the passing. So and he don't hey. he don't need a dominant running back because he's gonna make them he makes the people around him better. You are so right, man. And BJ saying five and one, you know they could have been six and zero. Oh. I'm a Pittsburgh fan. I hate to say that, but he got hurt that game against Kansas City. Yeah, mm. but yeah. anyway, take it and away. You you know what he reminds me of, and I I'm I'm not being biased, but he reminds me of. A refined 2012 RG3. This is what RG3 could have been had he not gotten hurt, had he not gotten big-headed and cocky. This is what you would have seen from RG3 here in Washington. It's it's so funny you say that. I'm trying to remember who's behind Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. Who is that guy? That's RG3. Exactly. Who's his mental? It, it, it's work. Like, do you think right now the Arizona Cardinals wish they had Lamar yes. Jackson? You know, uh, 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 or the Jets? No, I don't think the Jets wish because Sam Donald is a monster. He's oh no 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 no. He's okay. He has some work to do. He's very inaccurate. He like you know he he got an arm, but I'm talking about playmaking ability. Because we saw what this team was with Joe Flacco and what it is now under. Lamar Jackson's two different teams. So 
there was a lot of teams that needed quarterback that passed on Lamar Jackson, and they're probably scratching their heads right now. But, like, you know what? We were wrong. Yep. So, Fire yep. your scouting department. How about that? Yep. Hey, call the sideline junkies. We, we, we'd be more than glad to, you know, throw our suggestions in there. So, fellas, let's get into these 1 o'clock games. Um, run through these real quick. We got um, – let's see our one, first 1 o'clock game. We got Tampa Bay – at the Dallas Cowboys, um, a week after Dallas took that goose egg, uh, a game they need to win. I mean, mathematically, the Redskins, I think, are still in some type of way, but they're out of the playoff. This season, well, yeah, mathematically, so, they're still in. But when you say mathematically, you got to have so many moving parts to make the daggone playoffs. Yeah. they So – uh, the uh, overall on point for this game is 48. Dallas is a seven-point favorite at home against Tampa Bay. Um, I think it's a tricky game because, you know, this Tampa – Jameis, even though they've had their problems, Jameis is still a good quarterback. They can come out and put 40 on the board, or they can come out and struggle and put 17 on the board. I think Dallas is embarrassed from that, that goose egg. I think they're going to come out and play. I think it's going to be a, a close game. Um, I say twenty-seven to twenty, Dallas. I think um, hey, after laying the uh, the snake eyes last week, I think Dallas they're gonna come back. <laughs> they're gonna, they gonna play better. Um, I think Tampa Bay, you know, they just you know plan to finish the season out. Um, Dallas, they have a lot on the line. And I expect them to, you know. So the you know so the NFC up east up. Uh, give me Dallas in this one, um, and I'm taking the points. I really do think Tampa Bay is going to come out and play today, but Dallas is going to overpower them with the defense. So I take Dallas, uh, twenty-eight, seventeen. Well, <clears throat> it's Christmas time. And I really believe that Tampa Bay is going to play Christmas spoiler. And somehow, some way, the Eagles are going to sneak into that uh, fourth seed and and make the playoffs. But it won't be today. Um, Dallas is going to be on their A game. And I hate to say it, God, give me Dallas. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it even it, it hurts, man. Y'all don't understand. It just I, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. I believe you. Uh, but we're we're an unbiased podcast, so you yeah, gotta speak. I'm truth. unbiased against everybody else. I'm biased against the Cowboys. I will say that. Uh, any anybody? <laughs> hey, you can at me at Mister Hard to Handle eighty one on Twitter. You can at me. I hate the Cowboys. <laughs> hey, uh, give me Dallas twenty four. Um, 24-14. Ezekiel okay. Elliott has to touch the ball 15 to 20 times. They got to let him eat. Now, 30. granted, 30, wow, shoot. Hey, well, okay, G- give, give me, give me 20, 22 carries and l- at least give me uh, uh, seven to eight passes out the backfield because hey, you know he can catch out the backfield. Now, granted, I may hate the team, but it's quite a few players on that team that I really do uh, respect. And Ezekiel Elliott is one of them because he's a monster. I make fun of him with right, his, his little midriff. We just got a tweet a minute ago. It says a switch back for the Bucks today. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan says it could make his NFL debut. So um, maybe I want to up the points or lower the points on Tampa Bay. Give me a – if that's the case, give me Dallas 27-17. I'm going to lower that. Yeah, let, let me uh, chime in there as well. Give me Dallas 31-17. Uh, to 17. I'm gonna keep mine the same. We're not getting paid for the points. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, my Buffalo Bills at the New England Patriots. The line overrun on points is 44 and a half. The Patriots are a 13 and a half point favorite. I think even with New England struggles, I think they still have a lot of firepower. Uh, too much firepower for Buffalo. Josh Allen to keep it competitive. Um, I think it'll be a little closer than that. I'll take um, uh, 
32-20, New England. And I want to speak on the Josh uh, Gordon incident. It's really uh, it's sad. And um, I, I'm trying to – I read something today, and it's not about mental health. Mental health. It's something that was made. And I'm going to read this. is from Adam Schefter so everybody can kind of see where I'm going with this because this is pure selfishness. Um, this guy has far because he's talented. He doesn't really want to do it. So let me read this. The New England Patriots had an elaborate security plan in place to try to pre prevent the exact slip-up to cause wide receiver Josh Gordon this season and quite possibly his NFL career. Sources tell ESPN New England assigned people to be with Gordon at all times so that he could avoid the temptations that landed him on the suspended list last week. According to sources, that Gordon somehow eluded New England security team during the uh, team's no November 18th bye week when the Patriots had their weekend off. But during Gordon's time in New England, the Patriots took every measure they could to try to prevent the exact course of action. Gordon was suspended indefinitely Thursday for violating the terms of his conditional reinstatement under the NFL drugs policy. This does not sound like a mental health issue. This sounds like a guy that um, kind of like the Carmelo Anthony thing. I'm good at something that I don't really want to do. And it's okay. It, it, it's wrong with that. It, it, a lot of people are good at something, but it's <laughs> but we're not going to say this is mental health, something's wrong. It's nothing wrong with Josh Gordon because obviously he made it to elude because, ladies and gentlemen, the New England Patriots is one of the top, or not just teams, organizations in the in, in the sports industry. When we talk about as a whole, NFL, NBA, NHL, Major League Soccer, uh, football, this is a, a world-class organization. So this was thought out. They knew what they had to do. <clears throat> I think Josh Gordon's mental health is fine. I just don't think he wants it. If you want to do that, be like, hey, man, you know what? This ain't for me. But to keep putting teams in situations where they're relying on you and this is what you do, I don't have any sympathy for them. So I, I hope I don't ever see John again. Um, hey, man, I, 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 want, I definitely want to send my prayers out to uh, Josh Gordon. I hope that, you know, if it's a mental issue situation i hope that you know he, he gets the hope that he needs or that he seeks um also i read myself about the substance abuse um again i hope he gets the hope that he needs or wants uh moving on to the actual game um with gordon no longer on the team it definitely uh takes away from the patriots uh offensive uh, firepower power um but i don't think that's gonna you know matter today uh buffalo buffalo been playing buffalo been playing um there was a laughing stock but you know they uh their defense has, has gotten better over the last few weeks it's gonna be a competitive game i got new england winning you know foxborough will help but this is this is not gonna be a blowout give me new england 27 to 23 Hey, Delonte, I agree with you so much, man, so much. Y'all mark my word. This is going to be almost a game of the week. The Bills are going to play New England to the last second. But New England is just too experienced. Uh, so give me New England, 31-13. Uh, well, as far as Josh Gordon goes, I've been pulling for him for quite some time now. Uh, his time in Cleveland, but when every precaution is taken and you have an opportunity to do what you love and what you're good at and you still blow that opportunity, like, you can't help those that don't want to help themselves. So, if this is the end, I'm sorry it has to end like this because he is a, a pretty daggone good talent, but I mean, you know the rules. You can't break the rules. If you can't stay clean for the four, five, six months of the season, 
eight months of the season if you make it to the playoffs, then, okay, this is not for you. And, you know, hey, go find another career where you can do all of that. So, um, I'm, I'm, it's hard to say that I feel sorry for him. So, hey, happy trails. I wish you the best in any endeavor in life, but this is one of them times I got to wash my hands of you. So, uh, on to the game. New England, 27-16. Tom Brady will be Tom Brady, but he's going to go to Gronk a lot. So, expect Gronk to have over 100 yards this evening. (laughs) All right, fellas, the next two games really uh, off implications really don't mean a whole lot. Uh, so we can run through these real quick. The Atlanta Falcons going to Carolina to take on the Cam Newton list Carolina Panthers. I don't even know who the backup is in Carolina. Um, but uh, over under points is 45. Atlanta is a three point favorite. Um, I'm going to take Atlanta 24 to 14. No Cam Newton. Matt Ryan, Julio Jones on the other side. It's, it's kind of. I think. I think the uh, the free the free fall for the Panthers continues today, um, and it's so sad, man, because Christian McCaffrey, that dude has been like a monster, a monster this whole season. Only consistent thing, that defense regressed, in my opinion. Cam, I mean, you know, Cam, Cam's played good. Um, you know, he, but man, this, this slide, man, it's just the defense got to take a, a good part of the slot. So, with that said, I'm going to take the Falcons on the road, um, going into Carolina and taking this one 20 to 16. Man, I hate to say this, y'all. I'm not trying to be funny, but I won't be surprised if somebody like Sam Bradford end up in Carolina. But anyway, he all over the, the league. But anyway, let's go with the ATL Falcons over the Carolina Panthers, 24-13. Well, as far as backup quarterbacks, Kyle Allen and Taylor Heineke. Heineke? Never heard of neither one of those. Those are your backup quarterbacks, so um, you know you're going to get a a heavy dose of Christian McCaffrey and those running backs. So, but it's not going to do anything. Give me ATL in this one. Uh, twenty-four mm-hmm. to twenty. Hey, hey, excuse me, B, for to cut you off, but I have um Julio Jones on my fantasy and he was questionable so I don't know if he's going to play or not okay does that make a difference um probably not for me because they still got Ridley and uh Sanu so they still got right, some okay. weapons you know so I, unless they starting to shut people down for the rest of the year but uh, I'll still stay with my pick um next game really really insignificant game um Jacksonville at Miami, 38-and-a-half-point uh, over-under points. Miami is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Is somebody eating something? Uh, hello? Um, I think, God, this game kind of tough. Of course, Miami needs it. Miami need to win out. And they need like a whole lot of help. Um, the Jaguars, they might be in my personal top three of most unfortunate cases of the year, of the season as far as the NFL goes. Give me the Dolphins in this one. Um, 23 to 10. Uh, Junior, you still there? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm out. I, I was thinking, but I'm out to step out on faith on this one, y'all. I'm going with the Jacksonville Jaguars over the Miami Dolphins, seventeen thirteen. Uh, before I get my pick, well, I, I didn't get yours, B. What was yours? Um, Jacksonville. Was, uh, Jack, right, what about you? No, no, no. no. You, you took Miami. You talking about? And I'm, I'm going Miami, thirteen ten. Okay. 
Now, Miami, I didn't get the score. You, you went in and out there. 13 to 10. Okay. Uh, I want to step out on that faith with you did, Junie. But I'm uh, who's starting for Jacksonville? Is Cody Kessler starting again for Jacksonville? Yep. Oh, I believe. I believe. <laughs> well, Jacksonville ain't playing the Redskins. Cody Kessler is not going to get 60, 70 yards rushing. Um, He's playing Miami. He's not playing uh, a rudderless team. So give me Miami in this one. But give it to me a score of 17-14. It's going to go down to the wire, and it's going to be okay. It's not going to be a great game, but it's going to be pretty good. All right. Next plate, New York Giants going into Indianapolis to take on Andrew Luck and the Colts. Uh, 48 and a half point over. Um, the, Col- the Colts are a 10-point favorite. I like the Colts in this one, um, especially what they did been doing the last couple of weeks. It's hard to go against Andrew Luck and a struggling Giants team that I think will be without Odell Beckham again for this week, too. So give me the Colts 31 to 10. Yeah, this 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 a pretty easy pick. Uh, I'm not even gonna waste a lot of time. I'm gonna take the Colts and I'm gonna take the points. I think Saquon is gonna be the <laughs> offense today for the Giants, but it would not be enough for the Colts. Colts defense. Uh, let's take the Colts 24-14. But I'm a ride with everybody else, and uh, I'm taking the Colts. Um, Andrew Luck probably throw the ball about 50, 60 times. Um, and he he barely throwing it thirty times. All right, well he gonna throw it about twenty times. That way I know he gonna throw it about fifty, sixty times. So, so uh, but they they've been getting offense from everywhere. They've been getting instant offense. Uh, twenty three. To seven, Indianapolis. All right, fellas, this will be our game before we take our our, our sponsor break. This is the uh, Houston Texans in going into Philly to take on the Eagles. Half point over under on points, and uh, Philly's a two and a half point favorite. Um, picking against the Texans, I like the Texans. I think they're going to put pressure on Nick Foles and. Um, I like this being a close game. I'm gonna take Houston 27 to 24. Um, man, this this is actually gonna be a pretty good game. Uh, both teams need it badly too. Yep, yep. I think the Eagles need it more than the Texans. Um, I, I wouldn't say that because the, the the Eagles needed to keep their playoffs hopes alive. Right. The first round bye. I think that's really important for Houston to get a first round by and let like the older players like JJ Watt and then kind of like rest and have a home playoff game. So I think, you know. Yeah, I'm let me see, I know Watt, uh, Hopkins, excuse me, uh Hopkins, he was questionable with a uh with some ankle issues, but he is going to play today. Um Lamar Miller, he's inactive. And you know, of course, you know Nick Foles is playing in place of uh, Wentz. Oh, boy, damn, it's a tough pick, but I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Texans. And this one, this one's gonna be extremely tight. Um, Philly's favorite, but I'm going with Houston. Uh, twenty-four to twenty-two. Good pick. Hey, B, who did you pick, B? I picked Houston 27 to 24. Wait, who you say? Houston. Okay, okay. Okay, I don't think uh, – I really don't think Philly's going to lose any more games here on out. So let's go Philly over to Texans, 24-21. Philly. Uh, once again, Junior, you got a point. Because Philly is, you know, they 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 fighting for their playoff lives. Um, a win here and a Vikings loss puts them in the sixth seed. So I'm just, 
geez, I'm not I'm I wanna say Philly, but Houston is just a just a buzz saw. They're just an animal. Ah, give it to me. Give me Houston. I'm gonna take Houston in this one. Uh twenty eight to seventeen. Ladies and gentlemen, Highline Junkies are going to step away for our sponsored ad. All you got to do is keep listening. We're going to break down the last uh, three one o'clock games, and then we're going to break down the late games, and then we'll conclude our week 16 picks and analysis. Stay tuned. Right back at you. Sideline Junkies back in effect. Whole crew back. Whole crew back. All right, BJ, let's pick it up. All right, how am I sounding now? Way better. Oh, yeah, way great. better. All right, I had a headset, and we apologize. I, I apologize for that. I don't know what was going on. But I took my headset out. I'm just going bare phone now, so um, bear with me. All right, so our next game on the slate, fellas, I think this is kind of like a trap game, too. I said it last week. Minnesota is going into Detroit. Minnesota has to win out to try to get into the playoffs. The uh, over-under for points is 43.5 points. Minnesota is a 6.5-point favorite. Uh, I think Minnesota is going to edge this out. I think Kirk Cousins, you know, a lot of people, you know, doubt his abilities in big games. But I think these last two games for Minnesota, they have Detroit this week, and then they have a Bears team that's already clinched the NFC North. So I think they're going to start sitting people and resting players. I think Minnesota's going to win out, so I'm going to take Minnesota. I think it's going to be close, so give me Minnesota uh, 24 to 17. Yeah, this definitely has the makings of a trap game. However, I think um, Minnesota come in and and play with some sort of urgency. Um, Give me Minnesota in this one, um, 23 to 16. Detroit will be playing the spoiler, but let's go with the Vikings, 27-17. Oh, man. <laughs> we need a theme song for this. Every trap game, we need a theme song. That so instead, like of, instead we, of Trap Queen, we got to say, this is a trap game in your, in your worst <laughs> auto-tune voice. Jeez. <laughs> uh, I want Detroit to win this, but it ain't going to help me none anyway. So, give me Minnesota in this one. Kirk Cousins will not falter. He will be bailed out if he does, but I don't think he will. Kirk Cousins will have a pretty good game. Um, Minnesota, 23, Detroit 20. Okay. We got two more 1 o'clock games to go through, and then we're going to the uh, three 4 o'clock games, the Sunday night game, and the Monday night game. Uh, so we got Green Bay going into New Jersey to take on the Jets. Uh, the over-under on points is 47, and the Green Bay Packers with Mr. Number 12 is favored by three points. Um, I think this is going uh, to be another close game. The Jets have been playing well. Um, I think this is going to be close. I'm going to give it to Green Bay. I think it's going to be a really close game. I'm going to say 21 to 20 Green Bay. I think this game is going to come down to a crucial Aaron Rodgers completion. Um, you know, neither team, they don't have anything to play for, but, you know, they're just going out there for the love of football. Um, give me the Packers in this one. Uh, 26. The 21. Uh, first of all, I do want to say, BJ, man, you sound so much better. Thank you, sir. Um, <laughs> you almost sound like Barry White. But anyway, on my pick, <laughs> <laughs> let's go with uh, – <laughs> I don't have to go with Green Bay on this game. And, and uh, it's going to be so tight. New, New York could come out victorious, but I'm going with Green Bay this game, uh, 27 – 24. Uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly, Jim. Everybody has their scores close together. Um, It could go either way, but when you got number 12 back there, you know, 
he he looks up and the Jets have a nice little lead. That's a nice lead you got there. Be a shame if you lost it. <laughs> Give me Green Bay in this one, 17-16, last second field goal. Aaron Rodgers shows why he is the man. All right, forget fellas. Our, our final one o'clock game is the Hugh Jackson Bowl. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals with uh, no AJ Green, no Andy Dalton. They actually been playing pretty good without you know being competitive. But they're going to, to Cleveland to take on the Browns. The Browns was eliminated from playoff contention with the Tennessee one yesterday. Um, I know, I know. But check this out. The Cleveland Browns are favored by 10 points. I wonder um, why. 44 point over under. I'm going I'm, – I'm rolling with Cleveland. I don't think Cincinnati has the firepower to keep up with them. I think the Cleveland defense is going to get after um, Cincinnati. So, give me the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to say um, – I'm going to give them their 10 points. Give me a uh, Cleveland 24 to 13. Man, after um, Cleveland themselves putting us out of the playoff contention or, or playoff race last week, if it's one thing, well, let me say this. Baker Mayfield, he's, 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 he's game ready. He's game ready. You know, gutsy. You know, he made some crucial throws. Uh, Nick Chubb, you know, I, I, it's not enough time on the podcast to talk about who, how good he's going to be. But that Cleveland's defense, poof, they're going to be good. I give them maybe one more year for polishing. They're going to be a top five defensive unit. Um, as far as today go, give me the Browns uh, 28 to 14. Only thing I don't like about this game is the uh, quarterback being so arrogant. I, he, it's like Johnny Manziel trained him or something. But uh, let's go with the Cleveland Browns, 17-10. to You know, in the offseason, um, I really didn't like Baker Mayfield too much coming out of Oklahoma, because, you know, just the annex that he did in college. Uh, leading up to training camp, really wasn't a real big fan of him. But watching him on hard knocks and watching, you know, him listening to Hugh Jackson and just seeing his development over the last couple months, I became a fan. And I said it before the season started. I said it looks rough now but the Cleveland Browns will win the AFC North. That was my pick. Okay. I told, I said 10 and six. I owe somebody a little bit of money. So, um, give me Cleveland in this one, the Hugh Jackson bowl, the Paul Brown bowl, whatever you want to call it. It's got a lot of different angles to work here. Uh, give me Cleveland. 27, Two ten. All right, that's a wrapping up for our one o'clock games. We're gonna move on to our late games. We're gonna start the first four p.m. game: the Los Angeles Rams in Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Forty-three and a half point uh, over on points. The Rams are fourteen point favorite. Um, I like how the Cardinals have been playing. They've been really competitive. They've been trying. They put some effort in, but we all know the Rams have way too much firepower. Um, I think you'll see the Rams get up and probably, you know, play some backups, play some second strings to save some save some of the horses. So give me a Rams thirty-one to seventeen. Yeah, I um I got to piggyback off of what BJ just said. The Cardinals have been playing. Uh, some pretty decent football as of late. Um, they beat Green Bay, and then, you know, they played a couple other teams close. Today, um, I think it's going to be close for a good part of the game, but I got the Rams pulling away. They haven't been too impressive as of late with the losses to the Bears and the Eagles. 
um, Jared Goff, he needs to, you know, kind of um, slow down a bit, you know what I'm saying, kind of take, you know, take, you know, whatever time is given in the pocket and make some smarter throws. Um, give me the Rams in this one, uh, 28 to 10. Hey, BJ, I did not hear you call out an injured reserve list, but I really don't think uh, Todd Gurley is playing today due to his knee. I don't know if y'all okay. knew that or heard that. Um, I kind of follow him doing fantasy, but I will go with the Rams over Arizona, 24-13. Oh, man, with this game right here, it's – a divisional game. Um, the Rams have a habit of the last couple of years of struggling in December. So that that's the problem that I have. But I'm going to go ahead and go with them here because it's Arizona. Give me the, the Rams uh, 28 to 14. And I, I, I want to ask you guys a question. Do you think this is the next the, – the, the next to last game we'll see Larry Fitzgerald in a NFL uniform. Period. No, I think I think so. I think so. He's been going for a long time, and um, he I think he could do it again. I would love to see him go to a team that could use him. I I love to see him go to New England. Uh, nah, I would I would like to see him go to Kansas City. Somewhere where he doesn't need to be, he could be the third or fourth option. He would be. He could be the third and fourth option in New England. I would love to see him come to DC. Why? So we can use him so wrong. He can ruin his career. <laughs> you trying to hurt this man? Hey, Larry. I know you're close to forty, but I'm gonna need you to run kicks back. I ain't never ran kicks back before in my life, Coach. I oh, don't worry about it. You catch on to it. They gonna have more special teams and everything. <laughs> Run down there and stick your nose in there. Go get on the commercial. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, did everybody pick the uh, the Rams Cardinals? Yeah, yeah. Before I move on, all right. So we next game we got. I think this is this is a this is my trap game of the week, and because I'm not sure what the Bears are going to do because they already locked up the division. But the Bears are taking on the 49ers. The 49ers have been squeaking out wins. They beat Seattle last week. Uh, their over-under on points is 44. Chicago's a four-point favorite. Oh, man, this is hard. This is hard for me. Um, I'm going to give it to Chicago because I think they're playing all their starters today. But I think it's going to be close. And uh, I love I love the way San Francisco plays. No no excuses. They've had plenty to to bark about. But give me Chicago twenty four to twenty one. I think um, the Bears defense is going to make another statement. Um, props to San Fran. They definitely been playing well. They beat Denver and they beat uh, Seattle in consecutive weeks. Um, but I think. Today they're gonna run this through that defense. It's just gonna be a bit too much for them to handle. Uh, give me the Bears. It's gonna be kind of low scoring, but uh, take the Bears nineteen to sixteen. This is gonna be a really impressive game. Uh, that Nick Mullins, the starting quarterback today for the San Francisco 49ers, uh, has really been playing and studying the playbook. But I like you say he's gonna run into a brick wall with the Chicago defense. So let's go with the Bears, 21-10. Let me ask you guys a question. I, I, well, first let me ask you guys to do something for me. I need you to hover over San Francisco and take a deep breath. And I want to know, do you smell that? Uh, y'all don't I smell that? Brush my teeth. For Redskins misses? <laughs> no. I smell – well, geez, God. You got to gut punch me every chance. Uh, I smell quarterback controversy. You got you think so? Nick, Nick Mullins, you got Jimmy G. Nick Mullins has been working with this team and running, and you know he's been producing. But then you got Jimmy G, who's the high paid starter, 
who's injured. Now, man, it's not supposed to lose a starting job to injury. But I smell a quarterback controversy coming in the offseason. No, I don't know. I I think Jimmy G will get his job back. Well, of course. I think that I think I think they're gonna hold because I think some teams would be interested in Nick Mullins. Um, but like I said, you you can have the steak, but if you don't have the season and it's not gonna taste good, Kyle Shanahan's the season. So, so you can send him to Jacksonville, you can send them wherever you want, but if you're not using them in the right the right way, it's not gonna work. So but I think Here's what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to hold on to him just because Jimmy G has been injury prone. So I think they're going to hold on to Nick Mullins just in case. I don't think you'll see that decision made this offseason. If next season Jimmy G's playing, he gets hurt again, I think you might see some moving and, and shaking in San Francisco. Agreed. But give me Chicago in this one. Uh, don't think it's going to be close. Um 21 to 9. Okay. Hey, fellas, this is our last 4 o'clock game of the day. Uh, it's a big one, too. The Pittsburgh Steelers going to New Orleans to take on the Saints. The uh, over-under points 53, with the Saints being a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I think this is going to be an absolute shootout. But at the end of the day, I think New Orleans know they have to, you know, take it to another level, take it to turn the gear up. Pittsburgh has been struggling a little bit. I don't think they can go into New Orleans and beat Drew Brees. So give me the Saints 38 to 31. Um, before I start, let me uh, apologize in advance to Jimmy and Bernard. Uh, but <laughs> I think the Saints will go marching in. Um, I think uh, – well, first off, props to y'all on the win last week. Huge win against New England. Um, you know, y'all defense played lights out. Um, Big Ben, he made some smart decisions. And, um, you know, Schuster and, uh, and A.B., they did their thing as well. Um, but I think this week, uh, boy, playing against the Saints, that's going to be tough, man. That's going to be tough. It's going to be close. Uh, I agree with the shootout part, but I think uh, the Saints will pull away at the end. So I'm taking New Orleans 34 to 24. Well, with this game, the Dallas Cowboys showed us what they can do, what the Saints can do. They can go down. So I'm going to have to stick with my team. The Steelers got to put us off for me, baby. So let's go to Pittsburgh Steelers today, 21-20. Well, y'all already know how I feel. Uh, the Saints will finish with the number one record in the NFL, and it will be 14-2. I'm sorry, Junie. I'm sorry, Jim, if you're listening. Nah, this won't even be close. Um, 24-12, New Orleans. All right, fellas, on to our two primetime games. We got the uh, Sunday night game, the Kansas City Chiefs going into Seattle to take on Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Um, the over-under points for this one is 55. Kansas City get a two-point favorite. Not today, Kansas City. I love Seattle at home. I know they took a loss to San Fran last week, but I, I, I said last week San Fran really good, and that's a uh, divisional matchup. So when you play a team twice a year, you know, you're going you're gonna to see them and you're going to know how to play them. I think Kansas City drops this one today. And I'm going to take the Seahawks uh, uh, 27 to 26. All right. I'm, I'm never one to advocate, and, and I wouldn't um, to advocate uh, any type of, uh, type of negativity. Um, let, but let me point out something. Ever since the whole Kareem Hunt um, thing, you know, was brought to light, um, the Chiefs have struggled. They barely beat Baltimore, and then they lost last week um, against the Chargers. I think um, they're going to lose tonight as well. Uh, Kareem Hunt, he was a huge part of that uh, that offense. Uh, part of the big three, as a matter of fact, with him, himself, Mahomes, and Hill. 
I know Hill's been having like some minor foot issues, if I'm not mistaken. Um, not sure if they overusing him or if they relying on him, you know, trying to lean in on him a little too much. Um, but Seattle at home, that's that's uh, that's that's tough in his own right. So give me the Seahawks, um, twenty four to twenty three. You know what, Delonte? I thank you because you just helped me out. Uh, I was going with KC big time. But I thought about Kareem Hunt is out. And I think the second string running back is out. So then they go on the third guy. And the running game is a big part of your, your, your offense. So let's go with the Seahawks also. Oh, my God. It's going to be a quarterback shootout. Let's go uh, 24 21. Seahawks. Well, I've been looking for a game where I could buck the trend at. I got to go with my heart on this from two former division rivals because, oh, man. Daggone, um, Kansas City is going to take this one. And they're going to take it big. Um, 12th man is going to be a factor, but it's not going to be enough. Um, twenty-four to thirteen, Kansas City. Okay, hey fellas, our final game, and it's uh, tomorrow's Monday night game. The Denver Broncos going into Oakland to take on the Raiders. The uh, over and on points is forty-three, with Denver being a three-point favorite. Um, I think this is a flip a coin game. Um, no, neither team is playing for anything. Uh, Denver does have the better team, but Oakland's been playing as of late. So, uh, is it hey, KG? Is this the last game in Oakland? No, no, no. They they won't move to Las Vegas until twenty twenty. That's right. It's twenty twenty. I give my. I'm thinking it's twenty nine. The year is over for me. So yeah. I'm, I'm thinking twenty nineteen. So you know, all right, but they'll move to Las Vegas at the same time the XFL starts. Ah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. Man, this this right here is a – I don't know if it's quite a dumpster fire, but it might be a CF. Mm. Um, good gracious. Uh, I, I'm going to pass on this one. I have something when I come back. I might have to take a loss on this one. All right. Um, y'all have been to a party, and, like, you know, the band, they started to, like, you know, put their uh, instruments and everything away. You know, they, they done played a bad set. You know the, the crowd wasn't impressed. That's how this 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 uh, describes this uh, Denver team of mine. Like they just packing it up. You know, um, I think they I think we're gonna lose. I think we're gonna lose. Um, it's already a foregone conclusion that um, we're gonna fire that nutcase of a coach, um, Vance Joseph. Um, he's incompetent. You know, don't know how to like. You know, make the right. You know, he don't know how to manage your game. You know, it's like that Cleveland game from last week. So, I'm not sure if this has ever been done on the show before, but I'm gonna actually pick against my team. I'm gonna pick Oakland. Um, it won't be an ass whooping, but it'll be another one of them games where Vance Joseph he screws up the uh, play call with like three minutes left. We we have no more timeouts. So give me Oakland um, for the win. Uh, twenty-four to twenty. I think the Denver Broncos defense will 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 win this game. Uh let's go with the Broncos. Twenty-eight, seventeen. I'm sort of disappointed in in in, in Delonte here. I'm I'm. I'm fighting back tears right now because, I, I mean, I, w- I wasn't going to call it a dumpster fire. Like, I even put the lighter fluid away. I put the matches back in the drawer. But I think Denver can win this one. Like Junie said, defense is going to carry him. Um, I don't believe – I think they put too much pressure on Case Keenum this season to be a game changer instead of a game manager. So – um, give me Denver in this one, twenty-one seventeen. I guess that puts it back in my court. 
Um, I think Denver's going to squeak this one out. I think uh, Philip Lindsay. I think you still got Chubb and you got um, Mom Miller. So I think they're going to do enough to disrupt Carr. I'm gonna take Denver, seventeen to three over Oakland. Hey, uh, uh, real, real quick, can I um can I say something? Actually, yeah, um, can I change my pick? No, nope. go ahead, change your pick. I'm I'm gonna stand by my words when I say Vance Joseph. He is incompetent head coach. Uh, he's probably better fitted, well, better suited as a coordinator. But uh, I'm gonna actually reverse. I'm actually take us um, with a squeaker, twenty-four to twenty. Okay, okay. Hey, for the week sixteen sideline junkies, that is that is it for us as far as our week sixteen picks and analysis. Um, any final thoughts on week sixteen, fellas? Any uh, anything that I want to say about uh, any surprises? So far, or anything that's uh, standing man, out. Man, shout out to the Bears, man. That defense. They um, I watched something about them on NFL Countdown this morning. That defense is going to be a problem in the playoffs. I mean, we all talk about Dallas defense, but the Bears defense, bruh, they're gonna be serious. Well, Dallas defense didn't show up last week, but anyway, what I have to say right now is. I'm on my knees praying for my Pittsburgh Steelers over the New Orleans Saints today. That's all I have to say. Well, we talk about surprises. Um, I'm 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 very surprised at the Vikings. I'm very surprised at Green Bay. Those are big surprises right there because you, you expected those guys to be better. Um, I've been touting the Bears' defense all year. As before, you know, when they got Khalil Mack, I was like, you know, that's just a another piece to already good defense. Shout out Eddie Goldman. Um, I'm surprised at the Patriots because I expected way better from TB12 and just the team as a whole. Uh, surprised at the Chargers because you know normally the Chargers start off very very slow and then come on late, but these guys have been consistent all season long. I'm just, I mean, this is one of the best NFL seasons in recent memory. And it's been a a fun ride. And I can't believe we at week 16 because I don't want it to end. Me neither. Wow. Yeah. We've been doing it for 16 weeks straight. Um, I think my surprise is for me, I think, the two teams that play each other, Atlanta and Carolina, I didn't think either one would be in the position they would be in. So that's definitely a surprise. Um, a pleasant surprise for me, uh, you know, is Lamar Jackson and the Ravens because we, we were, you know, high on him and he's come in and done nothing but perform. So um, definitely shout out to the Ravens. Their defense is something to be afraid of going into the playoffs. Um Another pleasant surprise. I, I kind of knew what they were capable of, but Houston right now sitting in the second seed, you know, looking for a bye going into the playoffs. So shout out to them also. Um, but yeah, fellas, 16 weeks. We got one more regular season show and then it's playoff time. Y'all ready for this? Yes, sir. Man. Uh, you know what? The piggyback of what you said about Lamar Jackson. I don't, I don't think that you should be surprised about Lamar Jackson. And I say you, I mean, I'm talking about you, BJ, because one thing that you said before the draft, you said that he was NFL ready, no matter what they said in the combine about switching him to receiver and stuff like that. You you were the conductor of this train, but when the train pulled out the station, we all jumped on it. And, hey, we moving full speed ahead, and we like the Polar Express, baby. When it's come to Lamar Jackson, we've been on that train from the get-go. And he hasn't let us down. All he needed was the opportunity. He got that opportunity and showed what he could do. Yeah, not at all. I agree with you 100%. Definitely agree with you there. So, hey, man, that's it for our Week 16 show. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for joining us. Like always, we're going to ramp it up. We're going to do, you know, uh, sorry for the technical difficulties earlier. 
But we're going to, you know, keep this train going, like Kevin said, and um, keep bringing you great content with uh, all these different minds and different great minds that we have on the podcast. KG, take us out. Well, of course, you know our home right here, Anchor FM, but you can also hear us on Radio Public, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, iTunes Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Spotify, Podchaser, and Podbean. On social media, check us out at Sideline Junkies on Twitter and on Instagram. On Facebook with Sideline Junkies colon podcast. Uh, the email is sidelinejunkies247. That's 247 at gmail.com. Sidelinejunkies.com is our website, and we would love to hear from you. Um, any feedback you can give us, any questions you got. If you're a member of Anchor, you can always call into the show. Keep it clean because we kind of sort of PG-13 here. We don't try to get too blue, but you got something to say, hey, call into to the show, and we will, we will definitely incorporate that in and play it. Not a problem. Hey, uh, fellas, I, I, you know, I've been thinking of something. We, we, we've been doing show, the shows and having so much fun. We went past our 100th episode on Anchor. Wow. And I got to I gotta go back to see exactly which one it was. But, hey, man, like I said, if you go back and listen to us from the beginning to now, you definitely see the improvement. And I love it. I love doing it. But like I said, 2018 is almost over. 2019 is upon us. And we're going to take it to the next level, um, starting with YouTube live shows um, and different other things we got planned. So stay tuned and uh, just be prepared to be entertained. So that's all I can say. But Merry Christmas gonna- from the Sideline Junkies. Hey, man, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. However you celebrate it, enjoy the season and, and you know, and, and just be happy, be nice to each other. And uh, Sideline Junkies, you know, we'll be back to you tonight with the post game. But other than that, Sideline Junkies out. Thank you for joining us. I'm Brian, Delonte, Junie, KG, Jim's on assignment. That's it for us. We out. Happy holidays, Let's get it. Y'all. We out of here. Let's go.